I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallarotti. He is Francis Ellis, and we're happy to join you here again today. How you doing, Francis? Good. We take turns introducing the show. I hope that's okay with everybody. We, we take turns and we do it in a very like informal way where it's kind of like sometimes when we start, it's unclear who's going to do it. It's like an interesting little yeah. game. A little wink here, a little point <laughs> there, you know, that's how we get it going. Buddy, I'm all right. Um, some, some weird news out of Freeport, Maine. Uh, there was a great white shark attack. Jeez, there's been a bunch I feel lately. Have there? Maybe this is the same one, but like there's been a few on the East Coast in the past month or so. They get publicized so much. Yeah. And all of that goes back to Steven Spielberg's 1970s classic Jaws. Right, right. Because before that, nobody, I don't think, knew really what the Great White Shark was. That movie branded, did branding for the Great White Shark on a level that I don't think we've seen with, you know, I'm trying to think of like a sports brand or something where a movie featured it and, and then it took off as a result, but I can't think of one. I, I can think of one, the Mighty Ducks. Okay. What brand helped? You're saying the team, the Mighty Ducks? Yeah. Okay. So Chris is saying maybe Space Jam with Nike for basketball. That maybe that's possible, but I still think, I still think that Jordan and Nike were pretty popular prior to Space Jam. No, that's what he was saying, yeah. He was saying, like, that Jordan becoming the big Nike icon made Nike big, which I think is what they were arguing in the documentary, at least. It seems to make sense. All right, but I'm talking about a movie. I'm talking about okay, a movie okay. gotcha, gotcha. causing something that had hitherto been unknown. And then once the movie came out, turning that thing into a household name. So does the Mighty Ducks count because the team was then created after the movie? Or does that not count because... That's a pretty good example. It's, I mean, it's close. It's not exactly the phenomenon that I am... Right. Let's put it this way. If after that movie, the... No, because you know what it would need to be. It would need to be that the Mighty Ducks were an NHL team. Yes, yes. Nobody cared about or really knew about. Then the movie came out. And then that team went on to become the most feared NHL team. So feared, in fact, that many people stopped stepping onto the ice as a result <laughs> out of fear right, that right, they right, might right. run into a mighty duck. Right. That's interesting, though. This is like a sort of a thing that ended up being a negative PR stunt. So much to the point where like fucking Discovery Channel or whatever. I forget what channel does Shark Week, but like. That whole purpose of that is an attempt to overhaul the shark's image. And Shark Week has become like a multi-time-a-year thing now. I know. It's always fucking Shark Week. And I know it's not a new take, but I think that Shark Week is so overblown and it's so not exciting. And I think it's it's become kind of a tired joke to say that stoners sit around and watch Shark Week. I don't think even stoners are watching Shark Week anymore. (laughs) 
I don't know <laughs> no why they do it. They're no longer blown away by it. Yes. Totally. But all of this is to say um, that a woman in Maine, this is sad. So, you know, well, Shark Week starts in three days, says Chris. So, wow. Um, this is sad. <laughs> a, a woman in Maine was swimming. She was a triathlete. And she was wearing a wetsuit. And if she's a triathlete, you have to believe she was swimming very well. Do you know what I mean? You have to assume that. She, like, <laughs> was probably swimming from one island to another island and doing kick turns and stuff like that. <laughs> And she was attacked by a great white shark and uh, killed. Jeez, dude. And this happened about a week ago, and it's all anybody in Maine has been talking about for a week. It's the only thing people in Maine have been talking about for a week. So are you guys like ocean-faring people when it comes to like swimming? Like, how does it work exactly up there? Dude, we are, absolutely. And I, I'm sure this is going to sound like what you would think I would say. We went out in the boat and jumped into the open ocean some eight miles away from where this attack happened the oh, day wow. after it happened. Wow. Were you, did you there, know it had happened? I think we kind of knew, but we didn't know exactly where. We'd mm. heard rumblings, and then the news reports started to come out. Um, and... You know, we were in the ocean, and, and this is the thing. They started to say, well, if you see seals and fish, don't swim in that area. Because right. that's what the shark feeds on. Right. And this woman was wearing a wetsuit, so the shark mistook her for, for a seal. seal. Dude, how shitty is that? You get eaten by a shark, and the shark's like, oh, I didn't even want that. <laughs> That's I, I, I agree. And <laughs> dude, the, the, the article, the news article, again, I, I, I hate to, I got to be careful because I don't want to make it sound like we're making light of this horrific we are not, yeah. thing. But the news article said um, this woman, you know, the shark likely mistook her for food. Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that or like, I don't go to Burger King and eat a burger and be like, oh, shoot, I mistook that for food. Like, humans <laughs> are still food to right. the shark, right? right. I it's mean, not as good of food, but it, yes. May it's maybe, maybe, or maybe it's just like not on the guy's diet. And right, accidentally right. he had a, you know, had a moment of weakness and like <laughs> thought like, he was, he thought yeah, he right. was eating like a tofu taco and it turned right. out that it was a chicken taco and it's like we're like well how could that have happened you know right that's a good comparison it's like accidentally grabbing a turkey burger from the buffet yes yes and eating it and being like oh damn it i didn't want this right and dude so they say that um they say that the great white shark that it stalks its prey right, right. and so it you know it, it will it will stalk its prey and I was reading articles about this. It says that oftentimes what it does is like the reason that humans are not killed more often by great white sharks, believe it or not, is that humans, because of the buddy system, um, often help each other out of the water after they've been bitten by a shark. 
And so normally what will happen is the shark will come in, take a bite, and then like go away. And then as the animal is sort of weakly dying, it will then come back in and hit it again and again and again. Wow. And so the fact that humans can get bitten by a shark once and be like, ah, help, and get pulled out of the water or swim into shore, get helped by other people, that's why more people who get attacked by sharks, at least great whites, don't succumb as often. Meaning, it's not the case that people are being dragged under the water and being like consumed to completion. Right. I don't right. mean to get super graphic, but that, that okay, was something yeah. I learned because, you know, from Jaws, we all just watched that movie. We assume you get bitten by a, a great white shark, you're going to get dragged underwater and, and it's going to be one of the most horrific deaths ever. Yeah. yeah. But they more like hit and then they go away. Crazy, dude. Crazy. So this woman, this woman was killed uh, and it, it's really a sad thing. And, and I think a lot of people knew her. She, you know, she was not she was like a well-known member of society up here and now everyone's afraid to swim in the ocean and it's such a shitty thing well dude i've always been afraid to swim in the ocean i don't know about you like so people have been saying that so tell me why that is okay so this is the problem with swimming in salt water this is the problem with swimming in any sort of wild water like meaning a pool being domestic water in the ocean or (laughs) So in the ocean, you know, you just hear all these fucking stories. I know. And like, everybody's like, oh, the odds of getting bit by a shark. Are, you know what I mean? Obviously, they're not great. But like, I'm not the greatest swimmer in the world, first of all. Second of all, it's fucking freezing. I know that mm-hmm. once you get in there for a while, you get used to it, whatever. Um, I don't like the idea of undertow or no. like just getting pulled out 100 fucking yards from the, from the shore out of nowhere. Like, I don't even understand how that's possible. That scares me. I don't like not being able to see. I don't, there's a lot of things about it. It's choppy. There's a lot of things about it that are unpleasant. So typically I'll dive in and then I immediately get out. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing this from people that, that the ocean is wild, unpredictable. Yeah. And then Uh, in the Bay, like, you know, in a more calm water situation, there's jellyfish and bullshit. And like, that sucks too. So like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it really does. (laughs) Jellyfish and bullshit. Oh, that's funny. Like, how do you feel about it? Do you like go out there? I feel like you, you probably like to go and swim in the ocean. Well, I grew up swimming right. on the ocean right. and it was, that was my access to water. You know, right. We didn't have a pool. Uh, we aren't that close to lakes. Right. And, you know, when I was able to swim in a lake, I did find it more enjoyable probably. Yeah. But I also find that Lakes are often stagnant, right? And that they're stressful. Yeah, but they're not going anywhere. Like lakes, lakes are right. just big ponds. That's true. That's true. And so when you have boats, you know, boating around lakes, the oil discharge and the gasoline fumes and all of that, that goes right into that water. Right. Lake People pee in a lake, you know, you're, you're drinking it. <laughs> There's snakes in lakes. Yeah, snakes. The fish that grow in lakes are mutants. <laughs> They're not good to eat. You really? know, I think that, yeah, and, and if you go fishing in a lake and you catch a fish, it's going to be a tiny, stupid fish that you might bring to the ocean to, to use as bait. Right, right. To me, the ocean is the, is the NBA, whereas right. lakes are like uh, the D League. Okay, that's fair. 
and then pools that. are like backyard basketball. Pools are like the private summer event. Yeah, but dude, the, yeah, exactly. An ocean has tides, right? Right. And so it's re- always refreshing. It's a toilet that is constantly flushing and then refilling. Yeah. And I like that aspect of it. Same. Um, having said that, after you swim in the ocean for much of the day, if you don't get a shower, the salt on your skin and in your hair is not that pleasant. I don't really care for that. I feel much cleaner after I swim in a, in a lake. Fair, fair, fair. Well, lakes are gross because they're muddy and there's all these plants in them and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, kind of freaks me out. But I feel you as far as the effect on the skin. However, I don't swim in the ocean enough and for long enough that I don't just feel that refreshment of getting that salt water on my skin. You know what I mean? You, you don't like feel, feel it? I'm saying it's not good. I don't no. like the feeling okay, but, of salt but, on my skin. The difference is that I feel like you're spending significant amount of time in the water and I'm not. So like I'm going for that dunk and it's refreshing and like it, the salt being on me after that doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, but I, I, I dunk a lot. I, I'm, not, I'm not a lingerer. <laughs> I don't loiter in the ocean. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a loiterer. Yeah, I'm not saturating. I'm not marinating in the salt <laughs> of the ocean. I dunk. Like I'll, I'll, I'll just dunk a lot of times. Okay, okay, I'll okay. jump off the boat, swim around the boat, get out, jump in a few more times. Or if there's some sort of bridge or stanchion or cliff, I will jump in and then jump out, get out and jump in again. Are you a big um, thrill seeker? Are you a big jumper into water? Uh, like I can be. You, like, like you, you'll lose me at like, all right, dude, jump off this cliff, but make sure you jump to the right. Like if I have to jump yeah. in a specific fashion, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll jump off a bridge if it's like 10 feet. You know what I mean? Like I'll, yeah. I've done stuff like that. Um, and it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. but in general, no, dude, I'm not a thrill seeker. I don't want to put myself in danger during my leisure time. I don't want to do zip lines. Mm. I don't want to parasail. I don't want to do any of that shit. You know what I mean? Interesting. What about you? Well, I was a thrill seeker for much of my life. In what capacity though? I loved to jump off of cliffs and high dives and uh you know bridges i i I, i've been skydiving um yeah yeah i didn't think that was a pleasant experience right only because i was so hungover oh yeah you've told that story that's like that's a great story yeah i was a nightmare (laughs) um i i don't i've done i've done a lot of that stuff i would never go so far as base those days are behind me by the way i'm I'm done with that once you you start jumped i have not no that one Probably I would not do. Mm-hmm. And, and so why are you done with them? Because if I tell myself that I'm too fragile to play in men's league basketball, I can't justify base jumping. <laughs> if I have aged out of, you know, like playing competitive men's league basketball in New York City against a bunch of old white dudes, how can I possibly say, well, if I, you know, that's past, I'm past that, but you know, great, bring on the wingsuit, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, no, that's fair. I think that's a very fair point. And dude, I think that a lot of the time too, like, it really depends, like your appetite for one thrill could be different than your appetite for another, which, I mean, I don't know, it sounds like you're over it in general, but I, I agree with that sentiment. Like, I'm not even up for two-wheeled motor devices. Yeah. You know what I mean? Motorcycles count me out. Like I don't oh, want forget to, it. 
yeah, I don't want to put myself in any risk. Um, yeah. Even though I'm down to take an adventurous trip, I'm mm -hmm. not going to, you know, do any sort of like zip line or whatever. I mean, zip line maybe is safe and maybe you could talk me into it. But you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, zip lining. I mean, what are you talking about? You could put a zip line in your backyard. Right, but I mean kind of like the, the tropical zip line in like Costa Rica or whatever where you're like, like a ropes course. Yeah, where you wear the harness that turns your junk into a looking like it's homemade pasta coming out of a press. <laughs> Collateralizing so your junk. Just paying for a wedgie all day. I mean, it's so bad. <laughs> It is bad, dude. You um, get chafe. You get chafe on your inner thighs, and then your balls, and just be everything becomes into one. It looks like an apple. Yeah. Nobody has ever looked cool on a on a ropes course or on a zip line. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I I did I have I told you about uh the time that I dove off of my dock and hit my head. I think you maybe have, but you, you just give us a little refresher. Yeah, I, I had a really bad accident, which I'm surprised it didn't turn me off of sort of swimming in, in the ocean more. But I'll, uh, Chris is saying I've told this well, story. Give, so well, give us a recap for our new Yeah, uh, quick recap. You know, it was like mid-tide in Maine. We live on the water. We have a dock. I went down to the dock. I was pretty hungover. I dove into the water. There was this cement bucket that was chained to the dock to anchor it from floating around. And I hit my head on it, on the edge of it, like immediately. It was, it was like maybe two inches under the water, the surface of the water, but the water was murky, so I couldn't see it. My hands went over it. My head hit the edge of the cement bucket, came out of the water, blood pouring out of my, I mean, shooting, shooting out of my Jesus, head. Jesus, that's terrifying. And then went up, uh, got to the edge of the dock, got out of the water in case I passed out, uh, called an ambulance and went to the hospital. Uh, it's pretty horrific. Um, <laughs> so my parents have a lot of fear about me diving at all. Yeah, um, and diving is one of those really high risk, high reward things because there's no better way to enter the water. Mm. Do you know it what I mean? I, I, yeah, far, totally. in, in, in terms of fun, I think diving is my number one favorite way to enter. I don't like to go feet first. I certainly don't like to walk into the water. Uh, <laughs> I go diving one, and then if I'm at the beach, charging full speed into the waves is number two. Right. That's like the cross-country skiing of diving, dude. What is? Sprinting into the water and diving. <laughs> I, I would say it's more like the downhill skiing. It's like the mogul skiing of diving. Okay, all right, that's fair. Because cross-country, you would imply, you know, long, slow, sort of uh, cardiovascular entry into the body of water. Which is sort of what that is. I can't believe we've been talking about this for as long as we have. Um, it's good, man. We're really milking it, baby. <laughs> milking the topic. So, uh, diving is my favorite way to get into the water because it's... Um, it's the quickest way to immerse yourself in the temperature, right? I don't like to adjust. I don't like to take it slow. Pussyfoot. Yeah, you get, you get wet the quickest if you dive. And some people would say, well, if you went feet first, it would be just as quick. Wrong. I disagree. There's something about going from the, the feet up where it, the shock hits your heart. and You say, oh, my God, that's cold. Right. Whereas head first, you're like, I'm in it, baby. And it feels great. Definitely. But if I dive around my parents, even off the dock, 
even with the depth chart reading 10 feet, they get nervous because of that accident. Yeah, that's fair, man. That's fair. I mean, you seem pretty competent at entering water and entering. <laughs> I'm serious. You seem like you, you even know about the depth chart. I'm ser- like, I feel pretty confident with whatever endeavor that you take on in general as your mm-hmm. podcasting partner and friend. You know, it's very sweet. Yeah. If you tell but, me you're doing something, I probably think that you are doing it properly. Well, I'm one of those people who I'm a good salesman. I uh, I can lead people into trouble by by making it sound like I know what I'm doing much more than I actually do. <laughs> I, I see that too. And that has that. cost me some friends. Um, <laughs> they're dead. They're gone. You know, that they're woman gone. who got eaten by the shark, friend of mine. Good yeah. friend. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Gee, what do you you got going on uh, this weekend? Um, Dude, I don't know. I'm figuring it out. Um, You're back in New York? Yeah, I'll be in the tri-state area. Um, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know. Isn't it amazing how living where you live now or being where you live makes you bummed out? I don't feel that bummed out. When you're in New York, you don't feel bummed out? You don't feel like, well, I got to get out of here? Marginally, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Like the way that I, like if I, I'm like sort of busy these next couple of weeks. So okay. it's sort of fine, I guess. I know, you, I know what you mean. I haven't let it get to me fully yet. Mm. Mm. But I don't know. What about like, do you- Well, when, that- I, when I contrast my life in New York, which was my life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was all that I knew versus what I've now seen that my life could be. Right. I, it has cast a pall over my New York life. Right. right. It made me feel like I had wool over my eyes where once I was blind, now I see. Where once yeah. I thought spending, you know, $100 a day on coffee and then a smoothie and then a drink and then a seamless dinner was just the cost of living i spent a hundred dollars a day here it's horrific it sucks i know i know i know um i've i've broken it up by like uh being like having things to look forward to i guess like i have a cool trip coming up in a couple weeks and Mm. you know i don't know but i've i've enjoyed the nomadic lifestyle i like kind of living it really helps living makes you live in the moment and stuff which feels good i think that's true that's true what what are you doing this weekend well um my parents are leaving for the weekend they just left parents dude dude i'm not kidding you this is what i wanted (laughs) to talk to you about i'm 31 years old and i still have that moment of instinct where i say they're out of the pa- house. I need to start texting people to have a party. 
like, here we go. Here we go. It's on. It's, it's happened. And I'm free. I'm the guy that has a free house. I need to have a party. I need to go get solo cups and ping pong balls. And then I need to make sure that people understand the rules. Don't fuck in my bedroom. Don't fuck in my parents' bedroom. You know, take your <laughs> shoes off. Yada, yada. Like, I have to be watchful. Dude, yeah. The second they, the second they pull out of the driveway, you pop porno in the DVD player. Look at me now, <laughs> mom and dad. <laughs> you just look out the window. <laughs> Hilarious. Dude, I, I, having a, a house party, man, it was so stressful, but also so exciting. I know. I never had one. You never had one? I was too scared. Like, I, there was a couple times where my parents also never went away. But once or twice, maybe they did. And maybe I had four people over. Yeah, that's that's fun. That's fun because four is a manageable number. But but I'll tell you, dude, once you get to like six or seven, that can turn into 10, 20, 50 real quick in high dude, it's school. It's like spreading COVID, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> six turns into 600 very quickly. Dude, I when I was a – who was I? I was a sophomore in high school, and I had just gotten to this new school, Yarmouth High School. And I – I think I think people were like in, in, intrigued by me. I was this new kid; nobody knew. You know, I made the varsity soccer team. We were very good, uh, and and I just came in, whatever. And I think it was like I don't know a month in that my parents left for the weekend, and my these like older kids that I was friends with convinced me I had to have a party. <laughs> I just you know I just got basically like bullied into it. Yeah, And they were like, it'll be low key, no big deal. And all of a sudden I start getting fucking calls and texts <laughs> from people I don't even know, unknown numbers. Like, hey, Francis, it's Alexa. Um, you know, I'm with a couple of the girls, like senior girls. We heard you might be having some people over. Is there any chance we could come? And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say to like the five hottest senior know. girls? Know. You know, <laughs> no, you can't come. Bros only. <laughs> and then it's like, dude, I remember... I remember this kid, Kevin, this fucking kid, Kevin, he was a junior and he texted me and he was like, yo, dude, I'm in your driveway. Any chance we can come? I didn't know this kid. And at that point I was really stressed because there were like 50 people hanging out in the basement. It was like way out of control beyond what I had wanted it to be. And I was getting angry. Mm -hmm. um and this kid shows up and he's like he, he comes up to the door knocks on the door he's got like a 12 pack of beer he's with this other mm -hmm. kid and i'm like sorry dude like i can't let you in uh, and, and it wasn't because i was too. being some like superior asshole i was just terrified right and uh he's like he looked all sad and then he like went out into his car and just sat in his car in my driveway and like drank his beers and then kept calling other people at the party, asking them to advocate on his behalf. And finally, I let him in. And get this, dude. This kid would be the kid for the next year or like the, a year later. He was the kid whose parents were just very negligent and would leave all the time. And he would have house parties. Oh, gotcha. And like one time I asked him if I could come and he wouldn't let me come. That's what you get, dude. Tip for tat. If I saw that kid today, I would fucking piss on his face. <laughs> I would put him into a chokehold until he, cause I, until he were asleep. He was the goalie on the hockey team. I guarantee you he has a bunch of kids that he didn't mean to have with multiple women. 
I guarantee you his life is in shambles. There's no chance that he is successful. And I want to run into him and I want to fucking show him a pay stub or something. I want to just tell him, fuck you for not letting me, you know, it was so backwards. Dude, I look forward to the moment where you walk into an important meeting and who spins around in the swivel chair, but Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, dude. I hate I, uh, no no chance no chance that guy's not doing work that doesn't require his hands. Oh There's no chance that his back doesn't hurt after a day of his job. Oh I guarantee you. I hate that kid, and then I also hate this kid Shane, dude. I hate this kid Shane. This kid Shane was like a friend of mine. He was older, and he um. He just bullied me. He just took advantage of me. Like he knew that I kind of like looked up to him and he was a very popular kid. He was the one who convinced me to have that party that night. And Damn, dude. he would convince me to have people over. He would like go after girls when, when I told him that I had a crush on them, he would then like hook up with the girl. He, you know, he just, mm. he just mind fucked me. And toxic, toxic dude, this kid, yeah, this kid has kept up with me, and I think he was like a barstool fan. And he would a couple like a week or so ago, he texted me, or maybe he DM'd me. No, he texted me a clip or like a meme or something. And it was uh some meme, and and he was like, I thought you thought you'd appreciate this. Oh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Julio. I actually did appreciate it. It was funny. <laughs> what he James texted back, me dude. was funny. Back. Yeah, but guess what, Julio? I just ghosted him. Wow. I didn't even respond. I didn't write back, ha ha. I didn't even write back, ha. (laughs) I didn't even give him uh, a heart emoji on the (laughs) On the meme itself. (laughs) I just didn't respond. I was like, fuck you. I haven't let it go from the years of high school where you were a dick to me. And... That's that's just how I feel, man. I finally got my revenge by not responding to his stupid meme that I actually thought was funny. Dude, that's hilarious. I also love the image of like Kevin sitting in his car, like trying. It's like it's basically like the the rural version of attempting to get into a nightclub and eventually succeeding. Totally. Totally. Dude, my boy has a table. Sorry, dude. And then he sends like 90 texts and finally the guy comes out to get him. Yeah, and, and back then, <laughs> instead of bringing hot girls to the party to help you get in, you brought beers. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you brought beers, Holding like, you beer, were the yeah. kid. It's like, oh, dude, he brought 12 loose, totally different branded beers in his backpack. <laughs> I had a fake ID. So I used, to, I used to get a 30 rack at a gas station with my Massachusetts fake ID, and then I would put it in a backpack, all, like, loose beer. Oh, I'd keep it in the box. And then I'd go to a party and sell them for a dollar. Interesting. That's hilarious. Little merchants. And sell them for a dollar and people would buy them from you. And you were like, man, I made $14 profit. I'm, I'm making a killing, right? <laughs> and it's like, well, was that really a killing? Because I put my life on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I committed a crime. <laughs> and dude, especially in these puritanical states, it's like in New England, like in Connecticut, it was the same way. Like liquor store was not open on Sunday fake IDs like didn't work that well and it was just like a sketchy undertaking to be mm-hmm. like getting alcohol as a minor you know what I mean I feel like the because because we we had a kid who figured out how to make fake IDs uh-huh. and that was Maine's equivalent of a hacker 
Right, right, right. That was Maine's equivalent of the kid who sat in his basement with like acid music playing right. and, and just typed on MS DOS all day and like figured right. out the mainframe for Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you have a fake ID? I did, dude, but my fake ID was so shitty. It was, a f- it was someone else's fake ID. So it wasn't even me, and it was yeah. also fake. Yeah. My buddy Bill. And he was funny. He used to, like, buy, like, we had a couple kids, though, that had hookups. Like, one kid's dad owned a liquor store. So, oh, like, wow. once, you, like, you inevitably end up having that kind of hookup, and then forever you're all set for, like, partying mm-hmm. and stuff. I think mm-hmm. he would sell alcohol, too, and, like, make some money. Similar mm. to something that, like you were saying, but we would also do like we would hang out in the parking lot and ask people to buy us alcohol. Oh wow! Like hey, the hey buddy, as they call it. And then how did that work? Did that people, work? So this is essentially what would happen. We would we would accept the fact that we were in a powerless position. We would give these people money. We knew that they would keep the change, and that was fine. Um, but you know, the change wasn't that impressive. Still, it was still like eight bucks. We'd be like, hey man, can you like buy us this, this, and this, and then whatever if that covers it, like whatever great and like these adults would do that for us mm-hmm. and in retrospect i'm like who the fuck are these people doing that like i would never do that <laughs> if these fucking shithead kids are like hey dude can you buy us alcohol i'd be like no dude like go jerk each other off like get out of here get out of my it's, fucking face it's uh it's like you fully expect the second that you take the kids money a cop to just walk around the corner because it's a sting operation dude totally and those totally. get set up. And by the way, who the fuck are the kids that are agreeing to be part of sting operations? <laughs> like, how much of a bitch would you have to be to agree to fuck over people for, on behalf of the police? Dude, totally. Totally. I mean, unless you're... Oh, unless you're the son of a police officer and you don't have a choice, I just feel like, man, that is really bad. That's really fucked up. I had a friend. The, I have a friend who has a. I'm going to tell an, another another story about this guy at some point. Of this, it's a crazy story. Um, but this happened to him in addition. I I, I don't want to say the guy's name because it's too, like the, this could damage his reputation mm-hmm. if I tell all these stories about him. But he got caught. He went to USC. He, he tried to get a homeless guy to buy alcohol for him. And the homeless guy was a cop and he got arrested. It was an <gasps> undercover cop. Can you fucking imagine? How it's like that scene in uh, it's like that scene in the office where Andy dresses up as the decrepit janitor and like spills <laughs> soup and you know, bursts out into his suit and he's like, actually, I'm not on, you know, the bottom rung or whatever. Dude, yeah, insane. I, insane I, I, that's crazy that they were doing disguises. Was he in, like, was he, you know, sooty? Yes. Like, he was sooty, and he looked homeless, and <laughs> just, dude, he was dressed homeless. Like, in downtown L.A., where there's homeless people everywhere, this guy was undercover as a homeless person and arrested my friend. That's a guy who, at one point, thought he was a method actor and was on, like, back, <laughs> backstage and moved to L.A. to pursue his dream. It didn't work out. And he, moved, and he became a cop, but, like, never quite let go of that dream. Uh, that is really funny. Dude, you're so right about that. Like, what a great place. Like, they're probably hiring act people with, like, experience with the Meisner technique for yeah. the undercover force. Yeah. 
That's the most the most low stakes undercover agents. Dude, yeah, but he goes the full nine. He puts a little a little dirt under his fingernails, you know. Dude, uh, well, spe- speaking of teenage crime, there's this uh, there's this kid called the Shark in my high school. His nickname was the Shark. Nice. And he used to work at an outlet store, and he had this operation where you would get whatever you wanted from the store, and it was an, it was a nice store, um, hmm. very well known retailer brand, and you would get whatever you wanted. And you would go up to the register where he was working. He would ring everything up and then he would delete everything except for this least expensive item that you bought so that the cameras would show that you were making a transaction still. You'd then pay $10 for the socks and then he would put your bag on the counter and an additional bag that he had stolen on the counter You would walk and he, with his key to his car on the bottom of the bag. You would then walk to the parking lot, drop his bag in his car with the key in the, in the front seat and then you'd walk away with your shit. Dude, this guy ripped this company off for hundreds and thousands of dollars of merch. And he got caught for hooking someone up with one belt and got fired and never got caught. Oh, my God. Felony level larceny occurring. But I, I don't even I, – I, I can't understand how that goes on as long as it does. Because that scheme shark- seems really stupid. He did it for a year. Dude, the shark was an arch criminal. He also, like, he had all yeah, sorts of... Yeah, that's really bad. Like, like, kind of, no offense, like, fuck that guy. I'm sorry, but that's, like, <laughs> that's really fucked up, you know? Dude, the shark was a criminal, but I partook. You know, a lot of us dipped our paws into the, you know, yeah. corrupt pot that was being sort of... There was another kid who sold sneakers, but the shark's thing was by far the worst. This guy was up to no good. And now I think he does very well. And he has a wife and a lovely kid and he's a good dude. And I've actually hung out with him not too long ago, but he had a dark, dark moment there as a teen. Yeah. It sounded like he was going to be a career criminal. <laughs> Jesus. Totally, dude. Chris makes a good point that this is a big episode for all big sorts of shark sharks. episode. The dude, shark and sharks. There was a kid, there was a kid at our high school named Dan something. And he, uh, he would go into, and I'm not kidding you, the local super grocery store. It was a Hannaford Brothers. And I'm talking, this was like two-minute drive from the high school. So the odds of you running into a high school administrator, a librarian, a vice principal, were pretty high, a teacher. Right. This kid would go in there. He... Somehow he knew a cashier that worked at the Hannafords. And so he would put their like bib on and then he would go into the liquor aisle. He would (laughs) fill a shopping cart with um, bottles of liquor, fill it. And then he would go into like the chips aisle and he would create sort of a cage of like chips so he would put chips on the top chips on the sides so you couldn't <laughs> see that there was like two grand of tequila in the middle in the shopping then, cart right and then he would just walk out of the store unbelievable brilliant with the shopping cart brilliant i guess how do you get i mean the the fact that there was no i i you know and i don't know if he eventually got caught but that was like what that was his thing he was like, right. he tried it once. It worked. Dude, 
I just I I, I would be too scared, man. I would Dude, that's the funny thing about teenage crime, bro. Teenage crime is a is to to accomplish stupid goals. Yeah. yeah. I will, and dude, I agree with you. I would totally be too scared to do that. But think about the outcome just so you can get some tequila. It seems outrageous. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, showing up to a party with like 12 handles of tequila, I mean, you're getting a hand job that night at the very least. You know what I mean? Like you're the king of that party. Dude, and while you're getting the hand job, the girl's talking dirty to you. She's like, oh yeah, I saw you walk in with all that tequila. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, there's more where that came from, baby. Yeah. And then she'll say something like, you can come anytime you want. And you're like, you don't understand how my penis works. <laughs> the fuck that's hilarious Dude, i used to i got a hitch up once and a girl said that to me she was like you can come whenever you want and i was like i wish <laughs> you don't know how, you don't understand i, how I wish that's how my anatomy functioned like <laughs> ah, just oh, gotta God. think gotta focus you know <laughs> ah thank you for the permission watch out <laughs> how it works dude fucking unbelievable it's just so many good high school topics man i love i know we, when we get back in here i know there's some there's some characters um <laughs> i hope it resonates with people have a great weekend dude that was fun uh good stuff this week and um that soups the podcast feeling good yeah dude i'm feeling good uh you know i um i'm looking forward to the end of the summer and and continuing to have a little bit of fun till it gets dark in more ways than one so i hear you bud uh i'll see you next week thanks for joining us everybody uh shoot your stories from high school over to oops the podcast at gmail.com follow us on instagram and on youtube oops the podcast i'm francis else he's julio gallerati and we will see you next week